Welcome to the Courage Queen Podcast. I'm your host, Justine Wenzel, entrepreneur, glam girl, and karaoke enthusiast. For over 10 years, I've been teaching women how to become more courageous by pressing into fear so they can step into their purpose. Whether it's me at the microphone solo or I'm sharing the stage with incredible guests, I'm committed to bringing you the best while sharing the truth that will set us all free. Time to wake up and stop giving fear all the power. I'm bringing tangible tips for more peace and authenticity while simultaneously giving you an ab workout as we weave in comedic flair. So buckle up because it's time to live your best life. Welcome back to the Courage Queen Podcast. I am live this morning in my pajamas, looking like a hot mess, coming to you with some wisdom, some tangible, tactical skills. We are jumping into a topic that I cannot even believe it's taken me this long to actually record a podcast episode. It's one of those things I've talked to people about for so long and like, I just need to get it going. I need to sit down and just do it. There's so many phrases that we have just used. They are very cliche. They are very insensitive at times. They're very personal. And I feel like we keep using these phrases over and over again and kind of resting on the fact that, oh, they've always been used. I'm just in conversation. But it's making for really awkward relationships and gaps in communication that I feel like we can do better. So here's kind of my intention of today's episode. Let's talk about some solutions-oriented questions. Like, I'm not just going to tell you what not to say, but let's maybe talk about what are better things to say, better options to say to people in varying degrees. So let's jump into it. First things first is that there's kind of this idea that most of the time when we're talking to people, we don't really go in prepared or equipped to ask people good questions. Like, when was the last time somebody actually asked you an intriguing question? And I'm not talking about like your job interview, but not the questions that people ask you all the time and you almost have these like prepared answers because Everyone asks these questions. They don't deviate from these questions. It's also in our society. I see it as this laziness, and I know, don't be offended, but I feel like it's this laziness or this just lack of awareness that there's a lot better questions we could be asking people in order to connect, help them feel valued, and help truly see who they are as a person and what's important to them. So I want to jump into this in more of a personal way that I've noticed this in my own life. First off, I am in front of so many clients every single week, and a lot of times I'm in front of clients that I either have a base of relationship with, maybe for a few months, a couple years, and so first off, I'm not really talking about you necessarily. Like, I guess if you have a better relationship with somebody, these questions could kind of slide, and it's just general curiosity, I think, of people wanting to connect. So again, I can't fault someone if their motives are in the right place in terms of asking some of these questions, but I'm just trying to provide you with just some other options so that you can better connect with people and better respect them and love them where they're at. And so a question that I get all the time in my industry, and it's not specific to my industry, but I get it all the time because I'm in front of new people all the time, is I'll ask people a little bit about them. They'll tell me about their families, tell me about what's going on. I'll ask them some questions like, tell me about you. What are you excited about right now? What is something that you're looking forward to? What's something that changed? you for the better that you weren't expecting? What's a hard season that you went through and how did it change you as a person? Like, how did you value what was important to you after walking through that? If you could give advice to your younger self, what would you say? Those are kind of some of the questions that I tend to ask people, okay? Now, 
Have I, in certain situations, asked people the typical questions like, how are you? What's going on? Tell me about you and your family. Like, of course. Okay, we've all been there. This is not like to chastise anyone for asking questions that, again, maybe you there's no negative intention or motive. But a lot of times when people are meeting me for the first time, they're jumping in and immediately asking me questions back in return. And instead of kind of some unique intriguing questions, one of the first questions I always get is, so when are you going to have kids? Or they'll ask, so why don't you have kids? And this is always a very interesting one for me personally, because first off, I am choosing not to have kids at this current time. My husband and I have been married for seven years. I know that could seem like crazy to some people, but I actually have more in my life planned other than just creating children (laughs) and bringing children uh, into this world. And so to me, it kind of comes across as like nosy, personal, more sensitive topic. Um, For me, I just don't understand why we can't come up with better questions. And as I was talking and going on Insta stories and things like that over the past few months, I've been talking to a lot of you who are kind of in the same boat. You know, for me personally, I'm going to be transparent and honest. Like, we're not trying to have children. So for my personal situation at this current moment of recording this podcast, I'm not like trying for a baby right now or anything like that. So it doesn't hit me more emotionally in some of those ways because of where I'm at and what my plan is right now and what my husband and I have decided. But there's so many people that you don't realize that are going through fertility issues. Maybe they've had a loss that they're private about. They don't feel like talking to a stranger about it, about the fact that maybe they just had a miscarriage or maybe they don't want kids and it's just not a comfortable topic to be talking about. So again, I want to just round this first topic out by saying there's better things that we could be asking. Let's challenge ourselves to look within and prepare ourselves with better questions that will equip us to be able to better connect with people in our community. Because I've got to be honest, when I'm asked that, I kind of am frustrated all the time. And I'm asked that like seven to 10 times a week. And you may think that that sounds like I'm making that up, but I trust you, I am not. And women that are often in this situation the same as I am are experiencing the same thing. And we're frustrated and we're annoyed. And yeah, we could just let it like roll off our back, but we just wish that you would ask a better question and put more value in what we're doing in our life outside of just being here to procreate. So... I would venture to say that a lot of guys are not asked these questions nearly the amount of women. And my husband will kind of joke with me and say, oh, no, I get asked that like all the time. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't think that's really the case. But, you know, we'll just leave, we'll just leave that one right here. We'll just we'll just put this over to the side. So, uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about um, that with men specifically because sorry, not sorry. This is something that women experience, I think, more than anyone else. And even if you've had a kid, you're being asked, like, when are you going to have the next kid? When are you going to try for a girl? Like, no one asks, like, hey, when are you planning for your, you know, your next vacation that you're looking forward to? Or what are your career goals? Like, where do you see yourself um, progressing to? What would bring you joy and advancement in your career? What are you trying to cultivate in your life right now? What are you excited about? What are you creating? What are you dreaming about? Like, why can't we come up with better questions? And so feel free to just steal my questions. I'm going to put it right out there right now. I'm going to give you a lot of options today of things to say versus things that you shouldn't say maybe or that you want to just steer clear of if you want to make friends and influence people. Okay, let's get this going. Okay, first things first. (laughs) Here's one that you guys wrote into me. When people say, what's wrong with you? 
Okay, now, first of all, this could be for a lot of reasons. Maybe you don't look like you have a lot of joy on your face. Maybe you're going through something. Or maybe it's somebody that has a disability. I have personally witnessed people saying this to other people, and it seriously makes me cringe. I really can't even imagine someone saying those words to me if I had a disability. No one wants to be asked, what's wrong with you? Okay? Like, what could we be asking instead? Is like, hey, you look like you're carrying a heavy burden today. Or... I know this is a personal question, and sometimes I feel like that's what it is. Like, I think if we were just honest with ourselves and just said, hey, I know this is kind of personal and don't feel like you need to respond with me if I'm prying, which I probably am, but you look like something's bothering you. You look like something's weighing on your shoulders. You know, I can be a listening ear if there's anything you want to run by me or if you need support. Hey, can I pray for something specific in your life? How could I encourage you today? I think those are better options. How about when we ask somebody, where are you from? And then they tell us and we say, no, like, where are you really from? So often this is asked to people of color in the United States, and it's really implying that, like, if you're only white, you can be American. (laughs) So I don't know where we get off, like, again, like the verbiage, but honestly, if you traveled a lot and you're often seeing people of various ethnicities, rather than saying, where are you from? Oh, no, really, I don't believe you. Or like, who are your parents? Like a lot of times if people have adopted kids, they'll be like, well, how did you create this baby? And I'm like, are you are you freaking for real right now? <laughs> like, I just, I honestly just cannot even with that one. I cannot even. So instead, let's ask somebody like, what is your family heritage? I would love to learn about you. I'm so interested to know about your culture and what makes you, you. Like, I think in general, we should just avoid asking this question until you really get to know the person fairly well. Like, We're not going to random people. Uh, Another one in here that I know a lot of moms are getting people to stop saying or doing is when you're pregnant, people just like random people coming up and like touching your stomach and talking to you, not even asking permission or asking permission and like doing it anyway and just not respecting that person's body and personal boundaries. So again, it's always just better off to just ask someone like, hey, oh my gosh, you know, can I touch your stomach? And here's the thing. If you were to ask that question, it's going to seem honestly weird. I would think if I was asking that and I was like, hey, can I touch your stomach? I'd realize how creepy that sounds. Like, I don't care if it's like my best friend. I would still be like, hey, can I cuddle all up on your baby bump? Like, I want to like tear this baby. Is that cool with you? Like, I would still ask permission. Even if it was awkward, I would honestly still ask them. So like, let's just respect people's personal space, especially post COVID. Like, mm, um, how about asking people, how old are you? Anyone should really know better than to ask this question, okay, unless you're like a doctor or a bartender asking for an ID. It's also not cute, and it just seems totally strange and out of the blue and just uncomfortable when someone's like, oh, can I see your ID? I think you're so young. And this person's like, clearly I'm in my 50s. I get it. Like, sometimes in this situation, like, that's your job. I'm not faulting you for it, but it's just, it's not cute. I don't even think people enjoy it, and I'm not even in that position. So... Mary Kay Ash always said that if somebody asked for your age, then you would just ask them a personal question in response to their personal question. So if somebody asked her, like, Mary Kay, how old are you? She would just be like, how much do you weigh? And I crack up at that so much because I've wanted to use that so many times. And there's a couple times I actually have used it when people have asked me about when I'm going to have kids. And I'm like, oh, by the way, I forgot to ask you, how much do you weigh? And they kind of look at me in confusion And then they start to pick up at the fact that it is a personal question. And then I basically and kindly just say, 
Oh, I, I'm sorry. I just figured I would ask you an equally personal question, and then I kind of laugh it off, okay? And usually people get the idea that, eh, probably not a question I should be asking, okay? Like, they realize how intrusive that they're being, and then they feel uncomfortable. And that's, again, I don't want people to feel super uncomfortable. That's not, like, my life goal. But I think people need to see that there's consequences to just using this language and these types of questions all the time and acting as if you have nothing better to say or you don't know how to ask a better question, okay? We do. We just don't want to put in the effort to actually get there. Which brings me to my next one. Stop apologizing. Stop apologizing for everything. There's people that I know that literally apologize for everything. Everything that they say, if they make a mistake, they're just like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay, first off, like people that love you, they understand. They give you grace if you've made a mistake. So instead of saying sorry, why don't you just say like, thank you for giving me grace? Or if you're late, which ADD brain for me, I'm running behind most of the time, really trying to work on that, really trying to be intentional. It's something that I struggle with. I'm going to be honest. So if I'm late, rather than saying I'm so sorry I'm late and trying to make an excuse, I just say, oh my gosh, there's no excuse. Thank you so much for giving me grace. Thank you so much for loving me even when I screw up or I totally like mess your schedule up, okay? Like, let's just start thanking people. Or if someone comes over and your house is dirty, don't say like, oh my gosh, my house is a wreck. I'm so sorry I didn't pick up anything. Just say, thanks for loving me at my best and at my worst. Like, thanks for just loving me even though I'm a hot mess. Like, that's it. Like, we don't have to apologize for it. We just just go on with our lives, right? Um, one of the ones that drives me personally crazy is when people will come get a makeover with me and then they'll post a picture of their makeover on like Facebook or Instagram, whatever. The comments start flying in people. And I don't know why, but this makes me cringe so much when people will say, or they'll comment on the post and they'll be like, you're prettier without makeup or you're, you're even prettier without putting makeup on. Or, you know, you're pretty both ways. And I'm like, first of all, it's not a question that the person is pretty or is gorgeous or is beautiful. Like, why do we need to make comments basically saying like, oh, you're pretty, you posted a photo where you're pretty in makeup. But like, if I comment and say, you look great, they're going to think that they don't look great without makeup. Um, That should kind of be a given. I think most of us women would agree that are wearing makeup. That, yeah, like, we don't love necessarily the way that we look without makeup. But the motives for doing makeup a lot of the times are because it increases our confidence, because it's creative, because it's fun. Why can't we just leave it at that? Why do we have to, like, justify and say, oh, my gosh, you look great even without makeup? As if this is, like, a pro-glam versus, like, glam-shaming situation just because you like to put makeup on, okay? Like, we're well aware. We don't wear makeup for the men. Like, sorry to rip off the band-aid on that one, but we wear makeup for various reasons and varying degrees of natural to insane glam. We just like it, okay? And then sometimes we won't wear it. And that's fine, too. Hopefully we still like our face. Why can't we just, like, write to women or say to women, you know, and this goes along with weight loss, too. Why can't we just say to women, like, you look strong and healthy? Why do we have to say things like you're so skinny? Again, think about the fact that people will place value on the fact that they are skinny or whether they are wearing makeup and they will convince themselves of the case that they must not be pretty, they must not be beautiful, they must not be valued or worthy if they are not that. 
So let's just start giving people compliments like, oh my gosh, like whenever I have a friend that has weight loss or goes through, you know, something that is really difficult and they've gotten down to like their goal weight or they've done dieting or whatever, I don't say like, oh, you look so skinny, you look so hot, you look so sexy, whatever the case may be. I really try to use words that are of value to them. Try to use words that are specific to how their habits and how those tendencies and that commitment is going to play out for them in the characteristics and the qualities that they have. So I'll say things like strong and beautiful in every way, inside and out. Or you are literally glowing. How about when someone loses weight, we just say like, I'm so proud of your commitment to this goal. And just like everything else in your life, you have carried it through to completion. You are such a champion. Like, let's figure out better ways to love people and to use our words to bless others and to lift them up. It says in God's word, our tongue is powerful. The words that we speak have power over people way more than we realize it. And so we really need to start taking personal responsibility for what that looks like. How about even simple things? Like if we're arguing with somebody and we say things like, calm down, okay? First off, it never works. Telling someone calm down is like for sure a way to send their agitation and frustration to a whole new level. So how about we just validate what they're feeling and stop trying to tell them that they're wrong and say something like, I understand that you're upset about whatever it is. What can I do to help? Or what can I do to support you right now? Or someone says something to you like, I don't feel pretty or I'm ugly or I'm struggling or I'm in pain or I'm going through this hard thing. Instead of saying like, no, you're not. You don't look like that. That's not true. That's not true at all. Like, first off, you're not them. So you really, we don't really have a right to say that. But why don't we just validate what someone's feeling? Like, I am so sorry you're feeling that way. It's heartbreaking to me that you are feeling this way. It's heartbreaking to me that you are going through this. What can I do to best support you? Do you just need someone to listen to? Can I bring you a meal? Or just validating that the situation sucks. Like if somebody's going through cancer, they just had a loss in their family, like just validate that their situation maybe sucks at the moment. Don't try to give them a whole bunch of your ideas of what they should do differently and speaking to them. Like try to ask questions. Because a lot of times you're having the opposite effect. People are not feeling validated. They're not feeling heard. They're feeling disregarded and dismissed. Or saying something like, I'm sorry you feel that way. Ugh. I know that this is one that I feel like we've been trained to say, but I feel like it's so condescending. It's condescending wrapped up like it's an apology. Like you're not sorry that you did something to someone maybe, but you're upset that the other person is silly enough to be offended by it. How about let's just take personal responsibility. Like if we you know, you'll say like, nobody can make me feel something. But if you actually went out of your way to hurt someone or they felt that you hurt them, again, just start acknowledging it. Like, I'm sorry that I did this or I'm so sorry that I made you feel insecure about that. This was wrong of me because of this reason. Next time, I'm going to do better. I'm going to do this. And another one we're ringing in here that was written in by you guys is, wow, you sure have your hands full. Okay, this is something people usually say to like a parent that has multiple kids or maybe they have like twins. They have a lot going on. You can see that they're clearly overwhelmed or they, again, they just quote unquote have their hands full. Okay, they know they have their hands full. They're probably struggling and it probably is visually available for you to see that they're struggling. Why do we say this? They're obviously struggling to calm a a child down in public or again, you can visually see that they're struggling. It's not helpful 
And it sounds super judgmental to people. So when people have their hands full, the last thing that they need is to have like a little chit chat with you with a random person that's quote unquote trying to help and just honestly coming off as judgment. So how about we just say like, can I open that door for you? Hey, how can I help? I'm I'm a mom too, or I was a mom of four kids. Hey, I know what it's like. I know you could use an extra hand. Let me open this door for you. Do you need me to, you know, like distract their kid? I mean, I remember I was at a coffee shop once and this kid was screaming. The mom was in the coffee shop, like getting donuts or something like that. The dad was trying to calm the kid down. Okay. The kid is totally screaming, having a meltdown, will not come down. So instead of just like staring the father down, because I could tell he felt super uncomfortable, I just kind of sat over, I kind of looked at him and I said, hey, do you think that he would like to meet my dog? And the dad was like, oh, yes, good idea. And so I we called the kid over. He walked over at the kid and I had my dog sit and I was telling him about my dog, Ray, and just having a conversation with the kid and distracting the kid from what was going on in the moment. And relieving, ultimately, that father of feeling embarrassed and uncomfortable in that situation. And so there's little things that we can be doing. We could be speaking up in those situations. Why are we not? Why aren't we going the extra mile and the extra effort to just love on people in our world? And you know what? People are going through a lot of things and hurt people hurt people. But healed people can also heal people. And I truly believe that with all my heart. So I think that we just need to be more intentional about what we could be saying, how we're using our words and how much power our words have to inflict support or judgment on people in our lives. Bottom line is stop being weird. These are often done in good faith, maybe just out of curiosity, but but let's just stop and think. Like come up with some of your questions that you feel comfortable asking and even rehearse them if you need to. It can really hurt people's sensibilities and think about it. These are questions that never need to be asked. They're personal. They're very delicate. Why do we keep asking them? Because no one's told us not to. So now I am. All right, guys, that's all we got for this week. I hope that you take this conversation in stride and realize that so much of what we're asking Again, is done in great faith and with no cruel intentions. Love that movie, by the way. Nevertheless, there are always ways that we can grow, and we're growing together every single week on this podcast. Every other week, you're hearing from me in a solo episode, and on the opposite weeks, we're bringing amazing guest speakers. And so I hope that this has been valuable time for you, and I hope you make it a great day. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you loved it, would you send it to a friend who could be encouraged? Or share it on social and tag me so I can personally thank you for sharing the sweet sauce. For more episodes, check out and subscribe to Courage Queen Podcast, where we share fresh perspectives and stories of people who have the guts to be vulnerable and grow through what they go through. You can also join the conversation on Instagram at Courage Queen Pod. As always, thanks for being here. Courage starts with showing up. 